Welcome to the three. A game of chess is like a sword fight. You must think first before you move. What's going on, family? What's going on, family? Welcome to an episode of Live from the Three. Today, I got my guy with me, Mr. Sean Nathan Pollardier. How you doing, man? I'm doing fantastic, man. All right, man. So I'm glad and happy uh, that you let me talk about your book right here, What's Your Kick by Sean Nathan Pollardier. He's an author from Louisiana, and we're going to be sitting here discussing this book, but also we're going to be talking about a lot of social things. Now, you see on my show, I start, I love to start to talk about where's your alliance. Where do your like your, your allegiance lies? So I'm gonna start off with that. I am for criminal justice reform. I am for free speech. I am for freedom of religion. I am for supporting the dream chasers. I'm for supporting dreamers. Meek Mill should be freed from prison as yes. of right now. Yes. You saw you want to speak to Robert Kraft? I saw it yesterday. yesterday. That's crazy. Billionaires. When a billionaire says that criminal justice system needs to be reformed, I'm gonna say this. When a rich white man says that criminal justice needs to be reformed, then there's a problem. You want to speak on something real quick? Well, yeah, I mean, just going on what you just said, uh, I saw Shannon Sharp say this yesterday. Unfortunately, even in the past, whenever, you just said, people that are rich, they happen to be of a different demographic, whenever they come on to our issues, that's whenever things start shifting and shit. So this has a possibility of being the game changer you start getting guys like that coming on board exactly. to our issues. Exactly. Now, one of my biggest philosophies is, as a black entertainer, black artist, it, it's about influencing your your particular race of youth. But whenever you branch out and you get other demographics to actually float and support and follow what you have going on, that's a game changer. It is a game changer. Because it opens up that market. It's like starting off locally, but then you branch to the next city. And now people are starting to talk about it and it's like a bubble. It just grows and it grows and it grows into where you're global. Global. Right. And that and that's what that's my goal for this podcast. I'm sure that's your goal for your book yes, as well. It is totally. I want universal appeal. Universal. People always ask me about uh, age demographics and cultural demographics to the Who's book. Who's a book for? Man, in business you're always taught you want to have a niche market. Right. It's supposed that you don't have a niche as a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But to me, it's 7 billion people on the planet. Right, and growing. And I don't have to reach every one of them, but I want to have a large percentage of them. So I won't back myself into a corner and say, well, now it's just for young kids. Or now it's just for middle-aged people. This is a, a product that's made for everybody. Mm-hmm. It's written very universally to be applied to different demographics. Because, yes, I want that crossover appeal to get to different markets. Okay, so when, when did you sit like age or just like a time in your life did you sit and you said what's my kid man um, I get that question a lot by people and I, I would cool. say yeah, it's a very important question as far as when I started yeah I gotta always say that I have a hard time remembering when I didn't have my kid right. ever since I was a very young man I'm about four years old I was always very passionate very driven and very mm-hmm. determined what I will say is the vehicle in which I used to express it, that changed as I got older. Right, I saw. But the actual gas in the car, mm-hmm. the fuel, the passion has right. been there since I was a very small right. child. Right, and when I first met you, you know, I thought you weren't already. You know, you just, you was all about, you know, giving personal, wow, giving crazy. speeches. That's you know, you, you sit and you talk to a lot of children in school. I'll make sure I follow that. Yes, sir. And uh, so when did you sit and say, all right, I'm going to take my speech yeah. and I'm going to put it on a transcript, write a book. I got you. Um, I want to say about two years ago is whenever the book idea became like solid. Like I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. For years, I've been wanting to write a book. Right. And for a lot of people on the planet, on their bucket list, you have writing a book on that list. Right. Yeah. Um, Nerves kill that. Right. <laughs> right. So for me, all of my favorite guys I studied till two in the morning for the past mm-hmm. decade have all written books at some point. Yeah. Yeah. And I read hundreds of books. My addiction is books, right? So I felt like it's only right. Before I leave this earth, I got to write at least one. Yeah. And you know, one thing that I do, I do like about books is because it's, it's long lasting. Yes. You know, you can tell a story. You can tell, going back to, you know, African origins, yes. they told a lot of stories, but nothing was ever written down. 
So eventually, it What's, gets it gets lost. My my middle name on Facebook is the Griot. Mm. Not many people know what that even is. Like why why you put the Griot on there? The Griot was the person whenever the African tribes were traveling and they were doing their nomad yeah, thing and yeah. we going from here to there. The Griot kept the stories. Exactly. He the one that tells you all the downfalls we had in the past. Mm-hmm. He the one that tells you all of our greatness. Right. But it wasn't written. So it couldn't be lost. He had it in his mental. Mm-hmm. I'm the walking storybook. So I'm telling and I'm this. telling these stories on. So whenever I do pass, okay, mm-hmm. now to pass the torch. And you go with the tribe and you pass the story. And that's good. That's good. Because right. I'm glad you got that in I'm glad you got that in text now. Yes, it'll sir. be forever. Yes. So I noticed you you use a lot of quotes. And it was one particular thing you said in the book. I, I just found it hilarious. You said, okay, when your body, when you were uh, you were going in the bodybuilding saga of your life, yes, you said you had quotes and posters. Everywhere. All, everywhere. Every square inch. So what's the big deal on quotes uh, and keeping them with you? Man, for me, the, the quotes, like some people like music for the beat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some people are big on words. Mm-hmm. When I'm in the gym working out, I like songs that are saying certain words that I'm vibrating with. I get off on that. More than the beat is a riding, mm-hmm. it's a trap beat, something like right. that. So for me, quotes is just small nuggets that have so much power and impact. Mm-hmm. So in my room, I made every square inch of the room quotes. So when I'm just chilling and I don't feel like working out, my eyes can't help but to fall on something mm-hmm. that's gonna say, boy, get up and go to that gym. Right. Get up and make the next meal. Give you some energy. Get up and go do some cardio. Right. The power of the words are gonna do that. Mm-hmm. So you understand the power of your environment and what's around you. You start controlling that yeah. actively. Yeah. Well, don't, it, don't it, judge. It's happening if you want it or not. It's don't, happening. Don't judge me. It's blank. We just started off. We just started off. That's not what we're saying. We, but nah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just telling you the reason why I feel quotes are, in, are powerful. Mm-hmm. And my book had to be filled with quotes. Right. Because maybe you don't remember anything I said myself in the book. Mm-hmm. But hopefully you do find a quote or something you can take and keep. And I heard this whole 141 page book. I remember someone said this. Yeah. I remember this. Like I just and pulled then it out. I, I, I've served my purpose. And that's all. And then you feel you feel good. You, I feel fulfilled. You, yes, sir. Yes. And somebody come to me 10 years from now and say, man, Sean, and they made this one little quote, I'm gonna say, wow. I you mean, actually you took, took something. You didn't just read it. Yes. Okay. I had a friend tell me about eight years ago, because I've always posted quotes on Facebook. Mm-hmm. She said, you know, Sean, you always quoting. Frederick Douglass and Booker T. Washington and John Henry Clark, whoever, at one point, somebody gonna be quoting you. Yeah, wow. And whenever they said that to me eight years ago, it was totally beyond me. So mm-hmm. I was on, on the phone really flabbergasted, like, wow, like that's a crazy thing to kind of conceptualize. Uh, that's, yeah, that's a humbling experience. But the past like two years, it's happening. People like, I'm going to do a speech, and then when I get home and check my phone, somebody's quoted me in real time, like, the, the, Quote my name like wow, somebody's repeating something that I said and they felt it was quote postworthy. Mm-hmm. Everything not postworthy, right? Oh, they that's, felt that's it was true. they felt it was postworthy because that's a representation. I feel like, on what they, wow. what they feel. Yeah, yeah that's that's so. Powerful, so going into writing the book, you yes, know, taking everything and putting it in text. Yes. What gave you the energy to actually do it? It was actually easy, and I, I don't want to say that to give the wrong picture for any future authors. Mm-hmm. It might not be your experience. I never experienced writer's block, not one time. Wow. Every time that's, I sat for crazy. a writing session, mm-hmm. I went all the way in and I just emotionally dumped on the laptop. Right, because some people, you know, they sit, they'll start on a book, they'll say, okay, I'm gonna stop. Five years later, they're like, oh, I was writing a book. So to answer your question, I love being concise. That's your direct question. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to be that guy you see every time at Black's Cafe or whatever. Like, man, how the book coming? And I'm still, I'm, I'm still working on it. Like, no, I want to be able to tell you I'm on chapter nine. Okay. Okay. I'm at the end of the book. Mm-hmm. I'm in the editing process. And that, that I got the cover made. That goes into my. I got the copyright. Question. That's good. I, I'm showing you every time we talk progression. Right. So that goes into my next question. Yes, about sir. When do you know to end the chapter and oh. begin another? It's so well. You know what? I kind of had it easy once again before I sat to write the book. Mm-hmm. I went to the Lafayette Library. I'll be specific. 
and I have a, a, a certain writing process I use. I don't mind sharing it. I don't hoard information. I would appreciate you ever heard it. of uh, like like word webs? Yeah. And okay. mind mapping? Right, right. Well, I write in the mind mapping format. I don't write in a linear. Fashion. Can you explain that for, for the? Okay, people? so if, if you don't know what mind mapping is, you get a blank sheet of paper. You turn the paper uh, horizontal, right? So it's long ways. In the middle of the paper, you put your main topic. Let's just say bottle water. Put bottle water in the middle of the paper. Put a circle around it. And now I branch off of that and make my next smaller bubble. I'm talking about the different kinds of bottled water. The next bubble would be the different tastes of bottled water. The next bubble would be, well, is it really purified water? Or are they putting a different label on the same bottle of water? The next label would be something else. So when I finish doing my whole word web for the topic of what's your kick, I have 11 bubbles. Mm -hmm. So now I know I have 11 titles. Wow. And then from there, I make smaller bubbles that become my subtitles per chapter. Okay. And then from there, I go into your traditional outline format. So when I decide to go and write in a given day, I didn't write the book front to back, by the way. Okay. I look at my paper. I said, today I'm feeling discipline. Mm -hmm. No matter when that was. And I sat down for an hour or whatever, and I wrote on discipline. And then I said, you know what? I feel like writing about the importance of mentorship. Mm -hmm. And I sat down and I wrote that no matter where it was in the format. Uh-huh. And, and so I literally wrote that. chapter one yeah. last. I'm glad you said that too, because when I, whenever I finished reading the book, yes, sir. I sat, and, and I'm going to just add this, it's important for any journalist, if you have someone coming and speaking on your platform, know their work. That's important. Yes. That's important. We, we spoke about that talk, last we, night. I was about to say, we you can't interview Cardi B, but you've never literally heard the Cardi B album. It's going to be tough. <laughs> but I'm okay with names, but I've had interviews about what's your kick, and I can tell the person interviewing me has not read my work, which is slightly disrespectful. Yeah. So I appreciate any journalist, appreciate person, do your homework, do your due diligence, you bring somebody on your platform, make sure you're going through their body of work. So whenever I finished reading the book, I said, okay, I need to take it and make it for me. And I said, you know, the way you style the book, that that's yours. I'm taking your book and I have to install yeah, that. that. That's that's the whole thing about what the book is about. Yes, sir. So I kind of rearranged your chapters and I said, well, <laughs> I, I have to get my mind, body, and soul together first. Wow. And that's the then, one in the book. <laughs> then I can find my kick. Ooh, I love it. Then I can go next See, to showing and maintaining discipline. Because I can't do it until I find my kick. But before I find my kick, I got to be right with me. My mind, my body, my soul got to be right. I love what you did with that. And then I have to invest in myself. Yes, sir. So, I mean, this wow. is this is showing investing in myself. Oh, right yeah, you definitely, you mastered that chapter. And now guess what I'm doing? I'm yeah. powering up my kick. You sitting right here, we talking. Right. Yes, you sure. like that? Yeah. That's all I, the power I, I, in your book. I love what you did. That's all out of your book, man. I love what you did with that. I'm impressed. This oh, is yeah. the first time ever coming across something like nah, this. Nah, man, this, that, that's what impressed. you're supposed to do. You have to sit and understand what you're reading. And, and if, you read, if you're reading something good, you're gonna feel a personal connection to it. If you're doing something or speaking something well, it's gonna show, it's gonna reflect off of you. Wow. Yes, I totally agree. And that's what I took out of your book. Man, I'm, see, moments like this make all the staying up till two in the morning writing, staying up till four in the morning editing, it make it all worth it. When you have moments like this, that makes it. Oh yeah, and that's that's why I, mean, I, I heavily endure every time I tell somebody, since, since me and you have been talking, I say, man, this, this is a good book, y'all need to get on it. You can manifest a lot, especially like when it comes to, man, I don't know, like I got this, I want to do this, I want to do this. Focus on it and actually try to pursue, put something into it. Yes. It's and, like, you know, you have a basket. Do you want to... I wanted to make the book as action driven as possible. I noticed it's like a conversation. I didn't want you to read the book and say, you know what, that was pretty cool with Sean saying and then put it down and that's it. Yeah. Amongst your other thousand books. You know that the book is very introspective. At the end of every chapter, you have questions to answer yourself. What haven't I done? Mm -hmm. What should I do? Maybe I don't have a mentor. How do I go about getting a mentor? Mm -hmm. Maybe I haven't been disciplined. Right. And what has that cost me? Yeah. The lack of discipline. And what could I gain by getting discipline? You know, different examples like that. That's a big deal. That's all laced throughout the book, as you know. That's a big deal. So talking about mentors, yes. I saw, oh I saw uh, Mr. Anthony Bell. Yes. He had a foreword in your book. That's my man. That's a big deal to, put, to let someone else have yes. a foreword in your book. So, so I want to explain, who is he okay. and what does he mean to you? First and foremost, I'm going to say this first. 
Whenever, once again, I'm doing my personal study, I'm reading Dr. John Henry Clark, I'm reading Dr. Ben, I'm reading uh, Chancellor Williams, I'm reading Dr. Ivan Van Sertima, I love giving references. When I'm reading their work, Dr. Ivan Van Sertima has Dr. Renoko Rashid do the forward. When I'm reading Dr. Renoko Rashid, Dr. Clark is doing the forward, Dr. Ivan Van Sertima doing the editing. So these guys are all interlaced, interconnected. So that's why I chose to have somebody other than myself do the forward. Because that man, to answer your question, is tremendous to me, and he is like a second father to me. Okay. And like a, a little brother to him. Right, like you To me, in my eyes, every year when Father's Day come, I call that man on the phone. Mm -hmm. Happy Father's Day. Right. That's how much he's impacted my personal life. And that's actually a chapter in the book. Yes. Finding your mentor. Finding your mentor. That man shifted everything. Before this interview, I called him in that parking lot out there. Yeah. For eight to ten years, before I go and do any speech, I called him first. And he charged me up. Ready to roll. You ready to show him? You ready to get it? Well, you go on that stage and give him 15, 20 minutes of hell. Pure hell. Don't you leave nothing on that floor. Mm -hmm. You got it? And I like that. I'm ready. Okay. And that, that, that's, that, that's how we talk that's to powerful. each other. He that's talks to powerful. me in a way sometimes, if it could be recorded, mm -hmm. you might think like, hey, Sean, like, does he even like you? Because mm -hmm. he, he's that real and that at times we need it to be rough. He's that authoritative voice, but is, in is encased in love. Yeah. And I know enough, he turning up on me, it's something I really, really need to get. Yeah, and he straightened up. I like and I, I make sure that I'm totally, I would say the word coachable with my mentors. Mm -hmm. I could be on on, on, the, on the internet, on the, on the computer, about to uh, purchase 500 books, let's just say. Mm -hmm. I got it all set up, my credit card information in there. All I gotta do is press that one little send button to make it go. I call him on the phone, like, man, I'm thinking about doing this. Next thing with Sean, you know, 500 right now on this, this, and I won't do it. Mm -hmm. I really, really. You respect his word. I man. respect my mentors and what they're telling me. Because that's what they're there for. Some folks seek mentorship, but you never actually do what they seem to do. And that's, that's the feeding and the purpose. And I know that as a mentor myself. That's the feeding the purpose. You might as well talk to yourself in the mirror. And in the book, I speak on how to go about being a good mentee. You do? Yeah. That's not really talked about sometimes in self help books. We so speak on going and get a mentor, but how do you keep the thing that I like about your self-help book? Yes, sir. Is that it's a conversation style. It's not like you know you know all the words, the ways of the world. You know all what's <laughs> going on, what's happened, what's gonna happen. No, it no. seems like you're just like telling me, like we just sitting here talking. Just like now, we just oh, sitting yeah. here talking. And this is this is what worked in my life when it comes to physical fitness, uh, personal development, my personal relationships with my family. Uh, academically, this is what I've known to, to work. Maybe it can work for you. Maybe it won't work for you. Maybe you're going to get something out of this. Maybe you won't take none of this and throw the whole thing away. Mm -hmm. But like Bruce Lee said, take what is useful, discard what is not, and then make something uniquely your own. Okay. Another quote. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He's pulling out the quotes. He's pulling out the quotes. I, I got him in the bag, So, man. so yeah. now that the book is out. Yes, sir. And it, it, it's been thriving for a little while. It has been, You've been, you been touring. You've been touring. You've been everywhere. Proud. Yes, I'm You've been proud. everywhere. So when do you know? When can you? Or do you even feel like you could sit back, relax, and just, just watch your book and wow. your, your presence See, grow? Are you, are you there a, yet? This is a powerful question. This is why I'm glad I came on your platform. You're doing a great job. Appreciate you, man. I appreciate it. Thus far. Um, believe it or not, I've had five shipments of books come to my house. Right? Mm -hmm. And I've distributed books all around the country. Yeah. And uh, book signings, different events, doing interviews and all that. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until last week I allowed myself to get a copy of What's Your Kid. So the book came out December like 19th. Yeah. I've had hundreds of books come through my house, going to the post office, literally mailing it myself, all of that. I never literally saw my own book until last week. And you know that's crazy. So you see in the tabs that's, and everything on it. Uh -huh. I've been doing my own work in my own book. Like I do anybody else's book. Sneaky notes, tabs. You did say Highlights, post-its, all that's in there. And then what I did, the they can see I do it on the podcast, mm -hmm. but I wrote an actual personal message to myself in my own book. Mm -hmm. Don't worry, they'll, they'll see it. On it's me. all good. They'll see it. But my only point is that the same way I sat and I signed all of my mm -hmm. customers' book personally, every one, 300-something books I literally sat and signed if I knew you like that, mm -hmm. I wanted to make a message to myself. Yeah. I, I felt that was very powerful. To keep it going. For my own self-love, right? You know, that's crazy because you, you, in the book, you said you want people to write on it. You want people to yes. take notes. Oh, man, mess it up. Like, mess it up. 
I got to it. All right. I saw your. I saw your. Yeah. Guy. Funny thing. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. I said, I man, I can't guy. put my copy <laughs> on there yeah, yeah. because it's all bent. And I said, oh, that's man, a good I, thing. I don't want to that's put it up thing. there. But that's a good thing. Yeah. That's it a good means, thing. you doing the work. You actually yeah, saw. I, I did. I, I sat and I read. Unfortunately, the book. Uh, I know this is a business. Yeah. So so many people have bought the book because they're supporting Sean as a I want to say a brand or an mm-hmm. idea. They know for the past decade or more, I'm doing public speaking. I'm doing things in the community. Mm-hmm. I'm doing things for the kids. You want to support a brother doing. Take these 20 bucks to support your work. Yeah. You're not going to literally read the book. Mm-hmm. So I know that. But people like yourself, I can see when I see you, or can you do the work? Yeah. You're getting it in. Yeah. And certain friends of mine, they'll zoom their screenshot, they're doing the actual questions in the book. Yeah. They'll zoom their screenshot and their actual notes in their, in their tablet. They, and they paid as a note. And you know, that's one they thing. got highlights like. and they show. That's one thing I like I love it. about you as an author. Yes, sir. I can literally, if I don't understand something in the book, I can contact you. Facebook. Oh, yeah. Come on, man. Phone, you you always responsive. Yes, I can sit there and Come ask on. you, hey man, what what's going on in the book? So how can like say a reader they grab the book right now? How can they how can they get in touch with you? Yes, I'm on uh, Facebook at Jonathan the Griot Polador, and uh, also Instagram Jonathan Polador. And always I'm I'm very open and transparent. Sean Polador at gmail.com. Uh, I answer as you know all the inboxes, all the emails. I am self published, so. I don't have a 20-man team answering my emails and passing things to me. Mm-hmm. If you order a book, you, you, you calling me or emailing me. I'm going to the post office, get the actual packaging. I'm going to sit there and sign your book. I'm going to actually pay for the send-off and everything. And if you have a question, I'm the one answering your questions, and I will answer your phone calls because my mentor is going full circle. In eight years, that man is highly busy at a high, high billion-dollar industry company. And he always makes time to answer my phone calls and my emails for eight years. So I pride myself on whenever you or somebody else call me, I don't care if it's late. If I can do it, I'm answering your phone calls and your emails. Okay, and I appreciate that. Now, now you said something about being a self-published author. Yes, I am. How important is that? Man, uh, to me... And like, how? how, What was the process? I'm sorry, let me elaborate. What was the process of becoming self-published? So when when you're being an author... And we have the author's corner, so we bring some of these things down right. on, the, on the author's corner. Right? Miss Yvonne. Plug, yes, Miss Yvonne. But um, to answer your question directly, let's say you have a written manuscript already. It's ready to go. You've typed the last word. Boom, what I'm going to do with it? You can go the route of getting a publisher, and they have a thousand companies on, on the internet, and their business is taking a, a raw manuscript, and they will edit your work for you. They will format your work for you. If you need a cover, they'll make you a cover. They go get your copyright for you, your ISBN number, the whole nine, and then they will go themselves and help you put your book in Barnes and Nobles. Help put your work in Walmart. Mm-hmm. Help get you speaking engagements and right. vending opportunities and blah blah blah. Right. When you go to self-publishing route, it's like, all right, I got the finished manuscript. I already got it edited, mm-hmm. or you can't get it edited if you need that. Uh, I got it formatted. I got my own cover. I'm going to get my own copyright and everything else. I just need you to physically get print the book. The actual physical ink, yeah. paper, cover, to physically do that process. And, and, and then from that point, you order, let's say, 500 books, like I just said. You order 500 books. It is totally on you mm-hmm. to do the legwork and get these interviews and get these vending opportunities. Especially one-man uh, team. Do the, do the social media. Yeah. Man, if you know it or not, I'm on Facebook since December to now, even before December, as I was still writing the book, I was doing Facebook videos about the process. I'm on Facebook four or five days a week doing some kind of video promoting my own book mm-hmm. on multiple platforms. Uh, that's all me to do that. Right, right. By yourself. When I'm going to do speeches at different places, I don't have a team with cameras around and they just filming me doing B-roll and all that. Like I got to film myself. I got to edit myself. I got to... Set up my own table for the venue when it's over with. I gotta pack the table up, mm-hmm. drive the box back to the car, and every part and of it. To the next one. My, my, my mentality is the old 1998 Master P mentality. Right. The old 50 cent <laughs> mixtape mentality. Man. Like, man, man, I'm doing all of it myself. It is a ton of leg work, but it's so much more gratifying as these things are happening. Right. People see me on, on platforms like yours and on the radio and TV shows. They don't know how many times I've emailed the person, man, I, I can come on your podcast. That's true. I can come on That's your podcast. True. That's true. Don't forget yeah. about me. <laughs> don't forget about me. That's because you got to put your pride to the side for the sake of business. Yeah. I would never contact a person more than one time. I'm a very friendly guy, but I don't chase people in my personal life. When it comes to business, 
It's sometimes taking the emails by the five times to finally get on the platform. But I know it's worth it. But that's on me to do, not some other company. Mm-hmm. It's like they're putting out flyers and logos. I got to go and get my own banners and the flyers and the logos and whatever I need. That's all me. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to speak on uh, pretty much what you're talking about is marketing and advertising. Okay. That's actually yeah. a part of our business here at Three Way Media Marketing and Advertising. You know, we actually build the logos, flyers, banners, platforms, websites. We do all of that for you here. So whenever you need me, you already, you already know that's... That's all we, we would do future business. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But I want to say with the, the self-publishing piece, my man Antoine Mitchell and Baton Rouge, he did the cover for me. Okay, okay. So a part of the drive of writing the book, we're going full circle always, everything is a circle, mm-hmm. right? I had the cover a year before the book was finished. I'm glad you said something about the cover. So I made good, the good, cover good. my phone screensaver and my laptop screensaver. So once again, when I didn't feel like writing till 2 in the morning, mm-hmm. I look at my phone and I made the cover two fire. I like it. It's too fire to just sit right here. I gotta yeah. do something with it. Yeah. I gotta do Ghost Justice and actually make the book mm-hmm. to be able to put out to the world. Uh, my mentor Tony, yeah, who did the forward, mm-hmm. he helped me edit the book. Now there might be some misspells here and there, and a couple of grammaticals, but out of fifty thousand words, if we only miss five or six of them, I take that ratio. Yeah, the thing is, if you're looking for that, if you're looking yeah, for you're that, you book trying you're to figure it. I, I, I've, had, I've had emails where people are like, well, you know, on page 26, Sean, you could have said, I'm like, come on, man. Eh, come on. But did you get the message? <laughs> right. Did you get the message? On, That's man. the important part. Yes, so I was looking at that cover. Okay. And I looked okay. at it. I mean, I kept looking at it. I kept looking at it. I said, man, that's a good cover. Can I turn this? No, nah, go ahead. Can I touch it? Yeah. Yeah, it's all okay. good. Break it down. Man, I said, has he ever seen Into the Dragon? Of course. All right. So I'm, so I'm not wrong. So I'm not, I'm not. I said, man, Bruce okay. Leroy. The glow. That's what he's talking about. The glow. That's what he's talking about. For me, when he's saying that. Right? Yeah. So Who's the master? Let me tell you the, the magic of this cover, right? Okay, go ahead. I'm a martial art head. Right. So you asked me earlier, we're going full circle once again for the fifth time tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, you asked me about my original passions and drives and my kicks. When I was four years old, I was already a very serious martial artist. Mm-hmm. Four years old. So from four to like 10, I didn't play basketball and football and baseball. I would get picked last in PE class. I sucked at sports. My only thing was martial arts. That's all I cared about. I was heavily steeped. I'm a child of the 80s. Right. Dating myself. I'm 36. <laughs> I look young, but in my childhood, it was still like Kung Fu Theater on Sundays at the church. Right. It was still all these Bruce Lee flicks. And at that time, Van Damme was the major, like the Rockies yeah, right was now. The man. Van Damme was the man. Van Damme and everything, you know. Um, Kickbox, that's one of my uh, favorite. Patrick movies. Swayze, even though you know, you know, for different reasons, probably now, but he had some action. That's my guy. Steven Seagal, you know, Hard to Kill, all that stuff was the major part of my adolescence. Mm-hmm. So martial arts was my first love. But Ghost, the artist, never knew that. Wow. I just told Ghost a concept of what I saw in my head. Me and Ghost never sat in the room. And he had. He used. never like drew it like, "What's the name of that show?" He just. I gave him what I wanted to give him, verbally, and he came back with that. What's your kid? Let's break it down further. Go ahead. My, I'm, I'm a psychologist by trade. So the man on the cover, he's kicking through bricks that's holding him back. You have depression, anxiety, sadness, defeat. All these things that hold people back. They're emotional barriers. And this man finding his kick is breaking through those barriers. So once again, going back to the power of signs, the power of symbols, the power of images, like the Black Panther movie we talked about that you and I met. The movie is dense with powers and symbols. The symbols in this is letting the person know once you find your passion, you find your kick, you don't have as many roadblocks in front of you. Mm -hmm. Because your kick fuels everything. That's true. I don't need somebody waking me up in the morning, come on, Sean, time to go to work. Come on, Sean, you got an interview at 10. Come on, get ready. Come on, Sean, you ready for tomorrow for the speech? You've been doing your homework? I do all this. I'm a very self-driven person. Mm-hmm. So people ask me all the time about my support system and how does your wife support you and how does your friends support you? I don't need many foots in my back. When I'm set on getting my PhD, mm-hmm. get out the way. I'm there. I just need you not to be in the way. Right. That's the major support I get. Because then you go get one of, you go become one of a brick. See, whenever you don't, mm-hmm. whenever you don't find your kick and, 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 and do your purpose in life, it will be depressing. 
you will be on somebody's job on a nine to five feeling defeated. You will have fears and doubts about branching out. It will cause a lot of sadness in your life. And all of those things will cause you to have anxiety, which will damage your relationships with your spouse, your family, your children, your friends, your social life will be impacted whenever you're not playing up to your kick. That's the jewels in the book that I don't want you to miss. And that's awesome. So I want to leave people with this. Yes. So if you could leave a family with like a planning process to finding their kick. I gave them how I want to, how I took out the book, how I, I broke down the book. That was phenomenal. If you could leave them with a planning process to finding their kick, manifesting it, manifesting. what would that be? Man, the, the, the first part of the process to me is real simple and easy, and I put it in the book. When I heard a pastor one time say on a Sunday, man, what would you do for free? What would you do with no price tag attached to it, and you would still give your 100% effort? What's the answer to that question for you? We all got one. Right. Once you know what that is, find somebody in the game already doing that. So before we started airing this show, he can tell you, I asked him a thousand questions about these mics and the laptop yeah. and what's this and what's that wire. You're like, it might have been aggravating him. I don't know. But he's doing something that I want to embark on that I haven't done. Find somebody already five to ten years ahead of you and you're not bumping up against these walls. So I know exactly what Mike to go and get right now. I'm going to go leave out of here and go look this thing up. I ain't got to go and get four or five mics and I don't like, I don't like this part, this button, do that. I ain't got to go through all that. You alleviate that. So you find your thing you would do for free. You find somebody already doing it. Now you construct a plan of what are you going to rearrange in your life to make this happen? See, life is very simple. We just make it complicated. Yeah. I have a chapter in there about reverse engineering your goals. Right. So if I want to be a prominent podcast in the YouTube world and other kind of platforms or whatever, what does that grand thing look like? And how do I work my way backwards into monthly, weekly, and daily action? Okay. What time should I be getting up? What time should I be going to sleep? What should I be eating? What should I be drinking? What should I be hanging? Who should I be around? Your kick dictates all of that. So beyond religion, beyond spirituality, beyond wanting to be a good old wholesome human being, my kick dictates how I rock more than anything. I don't go certain places not for my wife's sake, even though I do, and I'm favorite to my wife. I don't want to be there based on what I'm trying to do. I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't like anybody that do. It's not for me. And what I want to represent, what I want to do, my brand, my kick dictate that. Right. Not my parents. That's your person. Not my pastor. My kick dictate mm-hmm. how I'm around. See what I'm saying? Yeah. That's and so once you reverse engineer, you know your day-to-day habits your day-to-day plans, and then you apply extreme discipline to that thing. Mm-hmm. I like being transparent when I talk. I love coffee. Everybody got their own addictions. Some guys like going to cigar bars and the hookah lounge. You do your thing. Peace out to the brothers. <laughs> Somebody, some, some guys like Hennessy after work. Some guys like whatever. I love coffee shops. You will find me four or five days a week in somebody's coffee shop. Blacks. Yeah, that's where you find the most authors. You yeah. Authors, man. But once again, I'm in a place where you're going to find yeah. other scholars, right? That's good. That's a good one. That's a good one. And, and this is stick up in there. I see what yeah, you're yeah. it up. But my only point is, I realized two, day, two days ago, about 48 hours ago, the amount of coffee that I was drinking per day, uh-huh. it was having an adverse effect on me in a subtle way. But I was able to identify it. And I told my wife, like, man, I don't, I don't feel right. Mm-hmm. She's like, man, what was wrong, babe? I'm like, man, I don't. I'm physically healthy, something don't feel right. So I told myself for the next two weeks, no coffee. Yesterday was the first day cold turkey. I went the whole day, not one sip of coffee. That's tough. So I went to Blacks this morning before this, mm-hmm. and I got tea. Caffeine? Some tea, caffeine. some honey. It's never about caffeine for me. No. I spent years as a personal trainer in the fitness enthusiast. Yes, yeah, yeah. So the amount of supplements I've taken uh-huh. with high levels of caffeine in it, mm-hmm. coffee won't even come close to that. Right. But I know that I'm a very ritualistic person. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's about buying the coffee that's real exotic. I can barely pronounce it. Yeah. It's old Italian it just, thing. It just make you feel. And I mm-hmm. get it, and I'm putting my cream in it, and, and it's the whole routine and the process of doing it. And now I'm writing, or now I'm reading, and I'm sipping on my... I just need something in that situation. So I put tea instead of the coffee. I'm getting the same 
situation that my brain's happening, the endorphins and everything, you know, all that stuff is going off, mm-hmm. I'm getting the same effect. I just need to have the ritual. Right. You gotta find out what's your ritual. What's something you should be you should be more disciplined in that's hindering you and holding you back. Mm-hmm. So I don't wanna have any physical setbacks to my press run right now. Right. I need to be impeccable in my health. Mm-hmm. So I need to go and change some things in my life. I need to drink more water. Go to bed a little early. I mean, you name it. Your kid dictates what I'm telling you right now. Mm-hmm. So now I want to go. I want to go into. No, you. No, you good. You good. I, I promise. Apologize. I told you. No, we gonna. That's the whole point <laughs> of this. I told you. Yeah. As a host, I, I say <laughs> there this. There will be no day that. I will write. No. I will say. I, I saw Jimmy Kimmel say this. Okay. He'll have ten questions. Yes, sir. If he ever hits question five in the middle of a show, then he has failed as a host, and the person that's on the show has failed. Yeah. Because you. you're on here, I can sit and talk. But then, if I'm talking, then I'm promoting me. You're not, I'm not here to promote me. That's I'm already here. Right. You're promoting yourself. So I appreciate. Yes, I sir. want you to sit and talk. Okay. I've reached okay. question three. You serious? Yeah, I'm at question three. But you know, I got crazy. I got all my notes. I, I sit. I take notes because I, I like notes. I'm a very precarious person. But we sit and we freestyle. This is no script. This is all just sitting in front of you. Anybody watching this, this brother has done a very good job. I've done a lot of interviews once again. I'm not saying it because I'm on here. I'm seeing what he got going on in this situation. Appreciate it. This man is trying. trying He's going places. Believe that. I'm trying. So you said about going to coffee shops, and I mentioned that they have a lot. lot, I know a lot of authors and people that hang out in coffee shops. So what's your writing environment? Where do you like to Mm. be whenever you sit and write? See, you ask me all the good questions, man. You're doing good. So, to answer your question, I didn't write one word out of 50,000 at my house. I'll be too comfortable at the house. That's just that. I got three kids and I got a wife. Right. It's a lot going on. Oh, yeah. Any given time. Distraction. So, uh, I did a lot of my writing at Blacks. Mm-hmm. And my first ever book signing was at Blacks for that reason. I wanted to pay homage. Mm-hmm. I wrote most of the book at Blacks Cafe. Shout out to Blacks. Plug. Right. I make sure I put the Black business. Um, and, and Rev, man. Uh, Rev, downtown Lafayette. Uh, I'm always in the Rev because just the variety of people you come across. And whenever you put yourself in the right environment, it subconsciously make you get into the mode of writing. Right. I love examples. You can get all the home workout equipment you want. And all the home DVDs, you can get the show and T hip-hop abs and the butts <laughs> yeah. and cuts and all that kind of stuff coming out these days. Yeah. But for the average person that's not that disciplined, mm-hmm. it's gonna be hard to put that DVD on when the same game coming on. It's gonna be hard to put that DVD on when Love and Hip Hop coming on. Everybody can't do that. But it's something about putting your fitness apparel on and getting your Fitbit and your headphones and whatever you got going on, getting in your car and going to an actual mm-hmm. building that's made for working out. Subconsciously going into that building, your body knows it's time to go in. It's not time to socialize. It's not time to be on Facebook. It's not time to kick it. It's time to go into beast mode. So for me as a writer, when I go to a coffee shop, I might not talk to anybody in the whole spot. But everywhere my eyes look, they got laptops going. They're drinking their coffee. They got pens going. So I don't know what they're working on, what they write. Mm-hmm. It could be some foolishness. But all I know is I should be writing too. Yeah. In, in the subconscious. I should be, I got I to gotta put something in. I can't just sit here. So you got to find, once again, back to rituals. People think that word is so spooky, you know, but but rituals is pretty much like you got to know what works for you. So whenever it's time to write book number two, I won't try to find any crazy place to write. I know what works. Mm-hmm. I know exactly the location to go to. Beeline, cut that process down. It took me four and a half months to write this. I plan on doing book two in about three months. Okay, yeah, and I was just about to go into book two. I saw in a uh, prior in a prior uh, podcast yes, on the, the author's corner with Missy Yvonne Thomas doing. Shout out! Oh yeah, I gotta give it to him. I do Plug watch y'all show. I do Plug watch y'all show. Yeah. Uh, you were talking about book two, so you already started. Yes. How? Uh, when, when did you start? You, I mean, you well, just put out a book. Let's break it down because you, you're allowing me. I finished writing the last word on which show kick last October, and then you go through the editing process about three or four edits. And then you go through uh, getting it printed and it take weeks to do all this stuff, right? So in the middle of that, I still had the energy and the high of just finishing writing the book. <laughs> so I took that energy, already I knew where I wanted to go. This whole book is about you. You, yourself, what are you gonna do? Book two, The Power of Your Circle, is about aligning with the right people to bring with you and to elevate you. Okay. 
So yes, the cover is already figured out. I'm going back to Antoine Mitchell. He's doing cover two already. We discussed it already. Find him. Uh, Antoine Mitchell is on Facebook. Antoine Mitchell. He's right here in Baton Rouge area. A phenomenal artist. I've gone to him for a lot of things besides book covers. He's probably done most of my tattoo work. Uh, <laughs> I have actual murals in my house. He's done. He's done a lot of work for us. So Antoine Mitchell. He's on Facebook. He's on Instagram. Everything else. Uh, keep going. So I got the book, for, uh, the cover for part two already done. I did the word web for part two already. I got the subtitles already. I got the outline already. Uh, uh, Anthony Bell, my mentor, doing the forward already lined up already. My man QMJ, Quincy Jackson here in Lafayette area. You should put him on your show one day. He doing the afterword already. You didn't tell him, but in the back of the book, in the very back, there's a recommended reading list. So, in case what's your kick is one of your first self-help books ever in your life and you want some more of that after you finish reading it, I give you a whole list of other books like that. And you know, that's good. To keep that thing going. That's good. You're not selfish. You're no. Not selfish. I, see, look, what I did was this book is a compilation of out of all the books I've read, what did I like about this certain author book more than that book? Mm-hmm. So for me, I love books that are interactive. They have questions in them. Right. So therefore, I ask questions in this book. I like books that have recommended reading lists. When I read the brother, Dr. Supreme Understanding, I'm doing a lot of name dropping right now. Play it back, you write this down. Supreme Understanding wrote about like 20 books. Mm-hmm. But in all of his books, he has pages of recommended reading lists and recommended documentaries and et cetera, et cetera. So if I buy a Supreme book, I might go to the back first. Then just see. I go to the very back sources. and go on my Amazon and I start plugging them in mm-hmm. for my wish list. Yeah. And if they're cheap, I'm buying them in real time. Yeah. And then I go to read his book mm-hmm. after that. So I put a recommended reading list in my book. And I'm going to continue doing that. So there's other aspects of the book that I, I, I kind of cherry pick from certain people's concept. Mm-hmm. Right? So in my second book, to answer your question again, I have the recommended reading list already for that second book. And then my re- my reading list for that book, I made sure to put as many local authors as I can in that list. And as we're doing the Authors Corner, and I'm meeting more local authors, I will add on to that recommended reading list to give those local authors a shot and get a plug as well. Good, I'm not so being selfish. And just, just building like we were talking yes. about earlier, just making it's the connections, circle, relationships, making the circle grow. And that's good. That's good. So I noticed you do. You do. You've been doing uh, going to school. Yes. Speaking a lot. You want to give a little bit more on that? Yes. Yes, man. So uh, I, I pride myself on giving back to the community, and we all do it in different ways. And some of us could be activists in different ways. Some people, whenever a tragedy happens, they're in the front lines, they get pepper sprayed, they get beat up with the building clubs and bit by dogs and all that, and that's cool. Shout out to them, we need those soldiers too. And my way of giving back, being boosted on the ground, is actually going to the schools and trying to impact the youth at a young age to help them avoid a lot of pitfalls and downfalls. I do this all over. Uh, I've gone to the Midwest doing this, Milwaukee. I've been to Florida, been to Texas, all over the place. And of course, all over Louisiana. But the most important demographic to me that touched my heart is whenever I'm in this local community. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And I know it's uh, children. Yes. You're big on that. Yes, big I'm big. Too. Because you know what? I'm going to tell you just the plain up, straight up truth. As a young African-American male, I didn't see many authors and scholars and writers that I really looked up to when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. Everything was athletics, or you in the street. That's this is them just being straight up. So I'm trying to make this whole intellect thing cool. I'm making this scholarship cool. Mm-hmm. You think Mr. Sean could write a book and speak using big words at times? And it's cool. It's, it's still be cool. It's acceptable, yeah. It's still eat high fries? It's still go to schools. It's still yeah, like you, 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 you don't have to be this person with a uh, like pocket can... protector and you know this and that. You don't have to be that to, to have pride and intelligence. I want our kids to get that pride and intelligence back. Mm-hmm. Once again, dating myself, the hip hop I came up on, Jay Z, Biggie, Tupac, Nas, these are not dumb guys. No, no. They still in the game. Common, Most Def, Tyler Kwali, Black Thought, these are highly intellectual guys. And even though they might have said something with some gun references and you know they might have degree some That's women here and there, but the major nuggets they was dropping science and math and everything in their rhymes. You break it down and play it back as a, a grown adult. They listen to it like wow, that man just broke down the whole constellations. Yeah. 
that man, you know, with the Wu-Tang Clan, uh, Jizza, he just broke down this and that. And some of those guys from back then, their rhymes are actually used in college classrooms now. Yeah. They're using Tupac for a whole curriculum in college now. Who would ever think about that? When I was in high school, they hated Tupac. What? They hated that man when I was coming up. I mean, as far as the the mainstream yeah. masses. Okay, yeah. okay, Not yeah, our yeah, culture. We yeah. embraced, of course, always. But I'm talking about as far as anybody in the universities, then they're going to make a college course out of Tupac? Yeah, they're not going to, they ain't understand them. They're going to have Nas in Harvard? They're going to have the Jizzle from the Wu-Tang Clan mm-hmm. do a whole science class? Yeah. We got Bun B Put the sciences in a rhyme? He teach at Rice University. Bun B at Rice University, see what I'm saying? Bun we got to break that intellect back to the forefront. And I know times change, music change, we want to turn up, we want to get lit. We want to, you know, they even got songs that came out, we're going to get dumb with it. Really? We're going to glorify that? Getting retarded? I'm not knocking nobody and what they do and what they like. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, once again, back to signs, back to symbols, the power of words, what you're putting into your subconscious. Over time, you keep on getting dumb with it, and guess what you're going to start doing? You can pass that on. Influence is a big thing. And we wonder why Louisiana it's toward the bottom of the map academically. That's it's true. toward the top of the, the top of the map as far as incarceration. That's true. It all plays. You wonder why? It all plays a part. It plays a part. So back to full circle again for the sixth time. Me and what I do in the schools and the communities, I want these kids to see like, man, intellect is where it's at. Mm-hmm. Self confidence, self esteem, having pride in yourself, self worth. Yeah. And doing what I do with the kids as far as my actual psychology work. It's a lot of people with no self-worth, no self-value. And that leads to you getting bullied. Mm-hmm. And that leads to your anxiety and your stress. It's all full circle. Your self-esteem and self-confidence is bully repellent. That's big, that's big. Bullies love to feed on the weak. Mm-hmm. It's a lion in a, in, in a Serengeti, right? Yeah, that is chilling. You got 200 buffalo run by. He's not going for the biggest and the fastest in the front. Mm-hmm. He went for that one that looks sick. In the back. The one that's limping a little bit. He limping, he get kind of, he kind of gimpy, he ain't been eating that much. Mm-hmm. I'm going to snatch him up. Yeah. Easy prey. Prey on the weak. But if you at school, and I said it's right for anybody to get bullied, I'm trying to talk about ways to prevent bullying that you can possibly control. If you're confident and you're sure of yourself and you know your self-worth, mm-hmm. I don't want to deal with that. Preach, preach. I don't want to deal. I don't want to deal with you. I want to find a person at the table by itself every day. No social skills. No friends. Nobody want to deal with it. That's easy prey, man. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna look. We just okay. looked at the prey. Yes, now let's talk about the bully. Okay. Why is a bully a bully? Same thing. The bully lacks self confidence somewhere, mm-hmm. but he's overcompensating. Trying to pretend to be an alpha. He's not, he not the big dog in the room. He's he not, not the big dog in the room. He's pretending to be an alpha. Mm-hmm. Make believe. And so now, by making you feel bad about your clothes and your economic situation, and making you feel bad about your mama, mm-hmm. and making you feel bad about your whatever yes, about you, everything. I feel good. And all of them going to laugh, and I, I look pretty good. I'm going to pick on you every day to make you feel bad to make me feel good. But really, something's wrong with me that needs to be addressed. Right. That's what a large percentage of bullies are. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. Is that some of the messages that you portray? Like, you went and talked to Franklin Junior High? Franklin Junior High about the leap test. Right, right. Look how life works. Look how life works. Let me lay this down right quick. Look how life works. I spent 80% of my life as an athlete. I was a typical African-American athlete. I didn't care about academics growing up. I didn't care about school. I didn't care about books and reading and writing. None of that. I'm ready to go to practice. See what I'm saying? So, when I did the leap test myself as a shorty, I probably sucked at it. And now I'm going to the schools to help the kids empower them for the leap test. That's crazy. Full circle. Full circle. That's crazy. So, I'm at Franklin Junior High a couple days ago getting those kids fired up to ready to take on this test and telling them I took the LEAP test acronym and I flipped it, right? I made something different out of it. Mm-hmm. I said L is for leaders. You got to be a leader in that classroom. 
No matter what kids doing around you, they playing with the test. They don't care about their grade. They don't care about their outcome. They don't care about school, period. Don't you fall into that trap. Because whenever you're in a room full of people, and some people start slacking off and just laying back, like, man, they just chilling or whatever. They ain't even doing really it no more. Through. Red just trying to get through. You start feeling like, man, I'm still writing. I should probably fall back, too. That's a downshift. You got to be a leader and fight that temptation. Look at the test like it's an individual sport, like tennis, like golf. Like, you know what? No matter what y'all doing around me, the success or failure is going to be on me. Mm-hmm. Not what my mama want, not what my teachers want, not what the principal want, not what the school board want. I got to get a good phenomenal way on this thing for myself. And you know, growing up, that was a big thing that I noticed. You are, or sometimes even if it's not like that, you are who you hang around. If you hang around a lot of people that just, you know, like you said, just chilling, chilling. hanging around, blah, 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 they don't want to, they don't want to push, then you're going to be like, you know what, everybody else, they just, you know, we could just chill. And that's when I realized growing up, you got to, you got to separate yourself. Sometimes you got to, sometimes you got to just step back and just look at everything. Whenever you look at everything from a, from a, I guess from a real perspective, you can see a lot more. And I saw where I was going. I'm like, man, I'm just hanging around. I'm just chilling. I gotta do something to, to put myself on that upper echelon. That's right. And it came through the people that I started interacting with, mm-hmm. the people that I started associating myself with. And that all changes like the way you speak, the yes. way you dress, yes. who you hang with, where you, where, where you eat. I said the first thing I do every morning, I make sure I make my bed. Yeah. That's a big thing. Big. I'm telling you. I'm big on that too. And it just gives me that discipline. I've heard a lot of podcasts talking about every day. I just wake up and make my bed because I know. It's a sense of accomplishment. After, at the end I of the day, yeah, I can have a horrible day. I can have a horrible day. But guess what? I'm going to get in them cold sheets. Take it off. I did this. I'm going to get in right. the cold sheets. Um, so for the E and leap, mm-hmm. I use the word execute. Mm-hmm. Every time, it's my favorite motivational speaker of all times. Uh, he always talks about execution is worshipped. Mm-hmm. And I told those kids, we like sports, right? They're like, oh, yeah. We love championships, right? Pop of champagne, the bottles, graffiti. Yeah, we celebrate. We celebrate champions. We celebrate winners. Mm-hmm. Those are the people that execute. Right. They about they got what thirty two NBA teams or whatever. They all go to practice every day. That's true. They all go to practice. They watch film. They do all that. Mm-hmm. But when the lights come on, and it's down to the wire, only certain people Don't show execute. Up. You're right. And show up. I love Mayweather. Favorite boxer. This era, right? Mayweather. Money man. I love his quote whenever he said, We all go to the gym, but we don't all perform the same when the mics come. That's true. And he performed. I love when that for us. We all go to the gym. We all do our due diligence. But when them lights come on, in this time, we don't all perform the same. And you know that's true. Mike so I'm telling those kids, look, your teachers and whoever, they did all this elite prep and you know, lead practice and all this stuff leading up to this moment. But in that classroom, when it's game time, you gotta execute and deliver. That's true. Some yeah. guys shine at practice. Practice all stuff. What? Spotlight. Third point is at practice. Uh, Get him in the game when the lights come on. In that crowd. Hop it Ain't doing nothing when the crowd down. Ball coming, pass that thing. Mm-hmm. You gotta perform. And so for the A, I want to adapt, right? Of all the same champions, they had the ability to adapt. Because most times in life, things will not go as you plan. Mm-hmm. Mike Tyson said, everybody got a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Yeah. I spoke about that on uh, my past podcast. That's, yeah, a big, that's a big thing. Yeah. And so I spoke about Alabama, right? When mm-hmm. they won the championship. It was so many things that Nick Saban said after the fact actually went wrong that the average observer probably didn't even realize. Mm-hmm. And their ability to make real-time adjustments as it's happening, that's how you win the championship. Sure. Not because you did all this wonderful prep and you did all this stuff and all this off-season stuff. And y'all went to bed on time as a team. In real situations, this man just got hurt. This man can't go in the game. This happened with him. What are you doing in real time to adjust to what's happening? Mm-hmm. So for those kids, I said, look, on the test you might feel like, I've never seen this kind of question before. I've, I've not prepared for this math problem. I've not seen this thing. Don't freak out. Don't give up. And by all means, don't just circle anything. Mm-hmm. You have to adapt and adjust to what's happening right now. Right. Right? And for the P to close it all out, pride. 
Gotta have it. Going, back to, going back to pride in yourself. Going back to the confidence level. Forget your mama and what she want. For one time. Forget your teacher and what she want. Mm-hmm. Get the best grade on this test for you. Prove something to yourself. Right. Prove yourself. You know what? I'm gonna try it one time hard as I can. Mm-hmm. And let's see what I can get. And you know what I like about what you did? You can take that and you can put that with any test, any obstacle in the world. Yes. That don't have to just be, you know, for no, kids. No, 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 right. right. Elite. It applies to So we probably need to write that one down. We'll keep that. I'm a copyright. Put it all guys. Put it all guys. You come in one of the copyright that. Like intellectual property. I like that. So and then just talking about copywriting. Okay. So okay, so how important is it to copyright a book? ISBN numbers. And all that. We're going back to the book. Yeah, we we jumping everywhere. We're going full circle, baby. Everything in life is a circle. So in my last Authors Corner, every Authors Corner show, we decide on a question that other authors may have, right? So toward the end of my writing process, you come down to having to get a copyright and mm-hmm. ISBN. Okay. Now, do you need that to have a physical, actual book? Answer technically, no, you don't. Mm-hmm. Doing what I'm doing, masterpiece style, I could have said, you know what, the book is written. I'm gonna go to so and so, get him to press it up. At the back of the car, just like sell it. Hey, you want to book? I can do that. Book. Okay. But. Somebody could take your words. You know what? You could have said, "Man, this book is hot." <laughs> man, it's no copyright. Change the copyright. You go to you go to the Library of Congress, put your thing, put your name on this and that. I can't go to court and legally defend. It's not yours. It's not, it's not yours. The copyright is your protection. Because mm-hmm. it happens a lot in music. We know for a fact. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of times, a person come out with a song and a lesser known person say, "Man, I made that beat four years ago." But you don't have the money to go against Rick Ross or Drake or Lil right. Wayne to say, you know, I made that beat. So you gotta pretty much just like, all right, let's just chunk it up. I see it happen a ton. So in the writing world, you definitely wanna copyright your work. Also, the ISBN number is how they. I love yeah, the individual. What we talking about? When you buy most things in the store, you probably just think, like, oh yeah, well, that's how they scan it, pay for it, but like, it actually matters. And that's how they track your sales, right? Whenever they say they sold X amount of copies and so and so is the best writer, best seller, and so and so did X amount of units that, in a month. That's how they know. That's how they track all of this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. The ISBN number. So um, people on the streets were kind of saying to me, like, man, Sean, you don't need all that, man. Save your money, man. Just skip all that, bro. I said, why would I come this far? All the writing, all the editing, all the formatting, everything else I did, why would I come this far and just trying to cut corners? And then I'll be hypocritical. I mean, I'll be hypocritical for not investing in myself. Yeah, you're not listening to the words in your book. I'm not listening to my own thing. So go do it all the way out, Sean. I took my own birthday money and got my copyright. I got my ISBN. I invested in myself. And that's that. So now I'm big on getting my book in every library I can. Okay. My book is in all the St. Martin Parish libraries. My book is in all the St. Mary Parish libraries. And I'm working on St. Mary Parish. I'm trying to get Lafayette as well. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you a pop quiz. I go to the Lafayette Library right here. I literally did this when the book first came in. And uh, I said, you know what? I just had this book. This came out. I'm self-published. I want to get this book in your library. Mm-hmm. They said, okay, great. Well, let me see it. Tell me what page you think was the most important to them in this whole 141-page document. What's the most important page? I probably have to go to the back somewhere. That's what they did. They did it straight like this. It was straight to, and I stood there smiling proudly, like, yeah, I'm ready. That's how they read Because it, you looked at me as a young black man with a hoodie on and a book. You think I'm at the Costco somewhere, Office Max, and just press this thing up and just put a cover on it and just take, take my trying to get to the library. No, I did my due diligence and my leg work. So that copyright ISBN number for future authors, you want to get into the libraries, you want to get into Barnes and Nobles, Walmart, et cetera, et cetera. You need the proper things on there. You want to go on Amazon and iTunes and Google Play and all that. You're going to need that ISBN number and that copyright. But if you don't care about that, what then don't do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, again. okay. Now, yeah. I've noticed you always say something about pen. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, the Personal Empowerment Network. Okay. Pen. So we are a collection of speakers. All of us have been speaking for multiple years individually. But we say, you know what? We're a lot stronger together. together. So all of last year, we did one event per month, Lafayette Library, for absolutely free. We did free content for 12 months. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And we made it kind of like a round robin, like a tail a of it. Okay. To where every night you had one overall topic and you had four or five of us coming across that same topic in our own different way. Mm-hmm. We all had about 15, 20 minutes apiece. And uh, so we, we pretty much, our whole point of our organization is to go around the community, doing personal development, speaking, presenting. We go to organizations, we go to uh, uh, schools, business, churches, whatever. businesses, whatever you need, you call the pin. We are the go-to so people when it comes how to perform. The pin is on Facebook. Go to the pin, the Personal Empowerment Network. You can also contact myself or Cliff Roy Jr. on Facebook or Quincy M. Jackson on Facebook as well. We are the pillars to the pin at the moment. All right, and I like that. I and like now that. you have pin publishing. So this book is the first book from pin publishing. My man Cliff Roy Jr. book is almost done. Mm-hmm. Coming down the pipeline in a matter of months, you'll see me promoting it and boosting that hard as I don't know yeah, what. So name, I would definitely tell you uh, the book is called Getting Up. Getting Up. It's self-help. Okay, okay. So well, I definitely yeah, want to throw a plug to you in that I'm back. Sure, like, man, I'm sure, I'm sure. Appreciate you coming on to the, Oh, yeah. On, onto the platform, oh, yeah. man. But, I can't uh, wait to read it. But yeah, Pen Publishing is coming up. We have uh, different books. And also, there's going to be a Wish Your Kid class. Oh wow, that's gonna be big. Right I'm there. working on all these tasks for a reason. I'm working on building a wish your kick four-week class. So in person, your four-week class got content to download everything. If you can't come to the class, you're somewhere else. There will be an online portion as well. Things like that. Make sure we'll be there, man. I'm definitely doing a wish your kick class to get a little more in depth with it, yeah. right? Get some real-time responses for your individual. And then you get kick. that personal. Right, personal connection, and we're also going to have uh, which we're going to have pen, Kindle, Kindle singlets. It's called mm-hmm. so like two dollars, three dollars. Yeah, you know, thirty That's pages, actually not much forty for the pages. You get, oh, though. come on, man! You know, some people so, man, they pay yes. big dollars for this stuff. And like we said before, we came onto the air. Soon, they're going to be pen productions. You will see pen official podcasts, TV shows, uh, audio recordings. I plan on doing a wish your kick audio book. I can't wait for that. It's gonna be good. So I might need your production we, and engineering we, expertise to help me all of that. Mix and master. We, we can start right now. <laughs> so, so I do plan on doing the wish. I want to do everything I can with this book. Mm-hmm. So before book two comes out, before I type any words in book two, mm-hmm. I want to make sure I squeeze the limit on book one. Gotta, gotta get everything. I'm gonna do classes. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do workshops. I'm gonna do conferences. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do the audio book. There's already uh, the Amazon, you can download Amazon. There's the Kindle version already. All oh, that's done. I'm trying to cover every aspect I can before I finally say, you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm done with it. I like that. To answer your question for way in the podcast about as far as taking it in and yeah. accepting it and all that. Uh, like I said, I just let myself get the book. Yeah. And I spent all last week as a consumer, not a writer, sitting there with a pen and reading my own book and highlight my Man, own book crazy. and seeing if, if I like it. Because whenever you engulfed in the process, it's hard to see the picture of you inside the frame. Yeah. Like yeah. So now I've had so many months to remove myself from it to look at it with some fresh eyes. Like, all right, let me see if I even that, like that's, it. That's crazy because, you know. And I went through it and uh, I have like my whole book. People, they <laughs> always tell me, they always compliment, man, you got a good podcast. You got stuff going. You got you stuff going. I've never. Played on podcast? I've never listened to it. I've never listened to it. I'm giving you some real time advice right now. I never listened to it. My, my daughter and my, my daughter's 10. She's even in the kitchen sometimes playing my earlier, like today, I'm mm-hmm. gonna play this back. She had my, my, my interviews and my radio interviews and other things I've done, my daily videos I do. She's like, why are you playing your own video? How can I get better if I don't watch that's, my own That's work? true, you gotta watch film. You got, Tom, yeah. Tom Brady spent hours <laughs> watching his own self play. Yeah, yeah. Mayweather watch himself box. Different artists, they, they watch themselves record or listen to their own recording, so. I would definitely encourage you to play your yeah. own stuff. You start seeing, like, you know what, next time, I gotta stop doing this. Mm-hmm. I gotta stop saying that. Or I need to do this more. Whatever it might be, you'll be able to critique yourself. Right. You see. And it, that is that is a big that is a big factor. So one time yes. before before we shut it down. That's right. Before we shut it down, I want you to, you know, introduce your book, tell people how they can find oh. your book, find you one more time. What's your kick? The guide to unlocking your passion. It's a self-help book slash workbook activity book at the end of every chapter I have questions enough for you to answer a lot of parents like getting this book to enjoy with their kid they do it as a family sitting they get some little coffee some little whatever they want drink candy and they sit and do it as a whole family discussion okay I've been getting a lot of that feedback um we have 30 plus five star reviews on Amazon very proud about that 
Fox, you read the book? Go on Amazon, please. Yeah, yeah, I got to drop it. Also, like I said, it's on Amazon, and it is in Kindle for download. I'm going to do an exclusive for your podcast. There will be a Kindle sale coming up the weekend of May the 5th. From the Friday to Sunday at midnight, you can download What's Your Kick for $1.99. That's cheap. That's cheap. I'm a pint of a cup of coffee. That, that's that's $1. good right $1.99. Right it's coming that's up pretty right soon. That's and right one. now, if you are subscribed to the Kindle Unlimited on, on Amazon, you can download What's Your Kick for absolutely free. Nothing. As of two days ago. Nothing. It's the Kindle Unlimited. Free knowledge. That's the best. Go ahead, download it, man. I, I'm not trying to hoard the information. I'm not trying to hurt anybody. Mm-hmm. I want to pass it, man. So whatever it takes to get the word out, I don't mind putting it up there for free. That's good. Things like that. That's so that's that. And also, like I said, find me on Facebook, Jonathan the Griot Polador at Facebook. Find me on Instagram, Jonathan Polador, and Sean Polador at gmail.com. Find me, holler at me, and let can I play the author corner Go real ahead. quick? Go ahead, everything. The author's everything. corner, find our author corner group on Facebook. Tonight we are interviewing our very first special guest, Dominique Yancey, here from the area. Her book, Pause, Process, Proceed, the three Ps, is going down tonight, 6 o'clock. You don't want to miss it. We do it every other Thursday. And the group was created to highlight and display the local talent right here in the Louisiana area. Mm. Just like when I go and speak at these schools, I'm very proud of you need somebody from Chicago to fly in, and New York to fly in, yeah. and California to hear some good words. We have people in this area like yourself that are full of skills and abilities. I don't need to go and find an outside guy to interview me with a setup like this. This man right here. And, and the young brother filmed yeah. me as well. I want to highlight him. They're doing the work right here in this area. So the Authors Corner was made to highlight Louisiana local authors, man. You know, the same way we support Eric Jerome, Dickie at Walmart, Barnes yeah. & Nobles. Yeah. We support Zane and all the big name people. Let's support our people right here mm-hmm. and keep it right here in this area. And that's actually, I'll leave it at that. that was the first goal of life from the three. Just to show what we have in right this here. area. Because, I mean, you know, I talk to people, man. their favorite artist is somebody from out there. Yeah. They say, well, why don't the radio ever play, you know, interviews from people around this area? You always hear like they're trying to pull somebody, they're trying to pull somebody from other places. Man, we got all this talent just wasting away. And back to the kids, full circle. That's the main thing oh, for yeah. today. Back to talent, full circle, yeah, right? But but for the kids, they want to, they need to be able to see somebody from where you from. Yeah. I tell the kids when I speak at, I went to these same stores you going to. I walked in these same hallways. I had some of the same teachers. There's nothing drastically different between me and you. Besides, I was driven. I had a discipline and a purpose and a passion. And this is a flat-out sick work ethic. That's the difference. That's it doesn't matter where you're from. Mm-hmm. You ain't got to be from California to make it, quote-unquote, or Florida or Georgia. You could be from Franklin or from Morgan City or Lafayette, whatever you're from, wherever you're at right now, what you have is plenty. What you have right now is plenty. Let's Brown say that. Mm-hmm. All right, and so to close, once again, my name is Marlo Mack. This is Live from the Three. We appreciate you, and we share love, and we spread life every day. This has been phenomenal. Peace. Peace. So thank you for checking out Live from the Three. You can also find us on Facebook Live at uh, Live from the Three, where we recorded this uh, interview here. You can also find it on my personal page, Marlon Francis. You can find it on my personal Instagram page, at Marlo underscore Mac. You can find it on, at Live from the Three on Instagram, at Live from the Three on Twitter as well. Uh, you can go on threewaymedia.org to find out more about three-way media, marketing, and advertising, and what we offer. I promise you, we offer the best marketing, advertising, graphic design, web, web design, and website creation deals in the area i promise you you will never find anybody with this quality of design and of marketing skills at such a low price get it while we cheap y'all get us while we cheap we appreciate y'all blessed